have international artist Janet Robinson. And now for your host, Cool Paw. Wow. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Kicking It With Cool Car Show. I'm pouring up my drink, uh, you know, just coming on the show, getting myself together. But thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 179. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am your host, Cool Car. Thank y'all for kicking it with your boy. Tonight is going to be a phenomenal night. As always, I always have a bunch of beautiful, amazing guests coming on my show to talk about their journey. We're here to lift them up, celebrate them, and hopefully... We can provide you with some value, some tools that you can put in your tool belt and go out and be great with as well. Tonight, I have international singer, songwriter, superstar, Janice Robinson. What what else can I say? If you don't know, you will know and you're about to know. All right. I'm going to let her introduce herself and all the wonderful things that she's got going on, all the wonderful things that she's done throughout history and that she's still doing and that she's going to be doing, all right? So I'm telling you, without further ado, I'm not even going to talk anymore. Let's get into this interview, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in every Tuesday night. You know where I'm at, right here, somewhere, kicking it with Janice. Someone like Janice. But tonight is Janice Robinson. Let's go, y'all. Let me shut up. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> Janice. Robert said, welcome to the show. <laughs> wow. What a, what a, I'm still, I'm just in awe of your whole intro. I felt like I was like on one of those like famous LA late night talk shows. I was like, what is happening? Hey, I, you know, that's where I'm taking this. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta present it that way. We are, we, we're kicking it tonight. It is the tonight show. We are kicking it. Yo. You just like took my breath away because I did not see that intro coming, that the, the introduction. I'm like, I'm, I'm like literally like, because I have two lives, you know what I mean? So yeah. all day I've been in a classroom <laughs> and now I'm sitting here, you know, doing an interview. So I'm just, I feel like the black Hannah Montana sometimes. Hey, you're you know? living a beautiful life. You're living a beautiful. You know what? You are living a beautiful life. You're living the best, the best of both worlds because there's, a, there's a. I'm pretty sure there's several, probably many, uh, quote unquote celebrities, famous people who would really yeah. love to live a life like you. Can you know have some norm, some norm, some normalcy? Can you talk normalcy in their life, right? Because like fame and notoriety is an exhausting. Uh, it's it's a very mentally exhausting situation. Yes. Because to constantly have people chasing you, to constantly have people wanting you and pulling yes. you and constantly feel on, that is not how we are wired at birth. Right. At yeah, birth. Absolutely. We are, we are loved. Yeah. We so I'm pretty sure people, some people are envying yeah. you. And you, you are really living the best of both worlds. Hey, you know, before I start my interviews, I have to pray. That is okay. a prerequisite yes. for any yes. show that I do. I have to pray. You're good with that, right? Nah, I'm you're, a child of God. You're a preacher's child. You're a preacher's child. So we got to get it in. We got to get it in. I'm straight. 
I'm All straight right. prayer warrior. All right, let's go. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for allowing Janice to free up her schedule to join us, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, just to celebrate her life, celebrate her journey, celebrate yes. all her accomplishments, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, all the good that she's doing with her children, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just yes. thank you. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that we can be on this platform to enlighten others, to bring, provide value to others, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, with Janice's story and with her journey, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We want to celebrate her life, her aspiration, her dreams, and her journey, Heavenly Father, Jesus, and her joys. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we just want to just give you thanks for everything that you've done for us, just waking us up this morning, the food on our table, yes. clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet. We thank you for all the little things that we may overlook at times, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. As we always say, you, you know our heart. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we just want to give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise, and we just thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Woo! Oh, that felt praise good. <laughs> that felt good. Love my mother and father. You know, my father was a Baptist minister, and to hear you pray, it was just really reminding me of the environment of prayer that I grew mm -hmm. up in. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm kind of like always been like an out of the closet child of God. Like, I just it is what it is. Yeah, they gave you that foundation, <laughs> that foundation, yes. man. Once you get that foundation. Listen, it could all fall down. It's going to build right on back up again, right? And I'll be like, this too shall right pass. That's the beautiful thing about my story is that there's been so many moments where, you know, I wasn't on stage. I was away from the spotlight. I was taking care of my sick parents. I, was, I went from like touring and opening up for Tina Turner in 2000 and then pausing, pausing everything like you know when tina turner asks you to be her opening act you know he's supposed to go yeah, from you do there. that <laughs> you do yeah. that well you know tina told me one of the last conversations i had with her when i was on tour with her she was like never forget your private life <laughs> that's my tina yes absolutely never forget, never forget absolutely. your private life because you you have to have that to continue feeling genuine joy and happiness because when the lights go off and the stage is dark and there is no adoring fans you got to be able to look in the mirror mm -hmm. walk around your kitchen with no makeup on <laughs> in your house slippers and be at peace yes yeah. that's the most important thing and a lot of people really get caught up in the spotlight and don't know how to exist in the no light but yeah. you're still light, but you are light to shine on others. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I talk, I talk a lot about that. I've talked about that with several guests about, you know, when God calls you to do something else, that doesn't mean it's the end of what you're doing. You know, exactly. you sit that down, put that right there and you go and you be obedient and live through that and don't rush through that because he's putting you through that time in your life for a reason. It's building you up for something greater. And what you set right. down is going to be right there for you. When he's and done with you, you over something. here. You know when I was when I was wheeling my dad into dialysis and I was driving them to doctor's appointments and I was taking them for blood work and I was take visiting them in the hospital and then visiting them in the subcute rehab and I was and I was like I went from touring the world to now a home care health to you know a, yeah. to my parents. And, you know, and then I gave him a grandchild because I was like, well, I better give him a grandchild, you know? And, and all of a sudden I was just in this like really 
every day. I'm just being a good daughter. And I remember, I remember folding some clothes and I remember asking God, God, you know, think I'll, maybe I go back on stage. <laughs> I used to be like, I'm not complaining. I love my mom and dad and I would do it. I would do it again. Yeah. I would. He knows I your would. heart's desire. So that's what why. he's done. Like, listen, what God has done for me and my testimony. And that's why I share with people like, look, I went from this to this, then went down over here to that just to go back up over here to this. Cause I was just singing 10,000 people in an arena two weeks ago. Right. And then last weekend I was in um, New York and Brooklyn crowded club with the legendary junior Vasquez. And so I just, you know, and then I walk into a classroom on Monday and I'm trying to motivate 138 kids to read. Right. <laughs> Man, you got to love it though. You really have to love that. You really have to love I like, it. I think, I think what I've learned about myself is that I am my mother and father combined. My father being the, the Baptist preacher and always uh, bringing people to the word of God and, and, and people in church. And he was such a magnetic pastor. He was like, before T.D. Jakes, before all these people, let me tell you, my dad, Reverend Dr. J.J. Robinson, he could have people shouting their wigs off. He was a preacher. He was a Southern Baptist preacher. And my mom was this nurturing, um, she was Miss Robinson. She was, she was known as the, she was Miss Robinson. The kids loved her. And so what I realized is that I have a combination mm -hmm. of my mother and father's life journey because I, I stand in front of students and I minister academically yep. and, you know, and then I stand on stage and I minister musically and everything is always about love and, and never giving up and yeah. being a light. I love Maya Angela when she says, um, to be a, be a rainbow in someone's cloud because you never know what people are going through. Yeah. And, I believe that we are all here to be like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I love I love the story. I love what you're living through. I love how Thank you're you. doing it. You are a beacon of light for some people and you could probably help redirect some people who are in the music business and have kind of lost sight of their personal life trying to make it in the business. You well, can you can you can, you're riding the fine line and you're doing both well and you're happy you. doing it. I think that's what that's what success looks like for me. I think what's beautiful is like I don't walk around going, "Hey, I sing one of the biggest records from the night." <laughs> Who does that? Like I'm sure any celebrity right now would love to walk in a room and just be liked for who they organically are. Yes. You know, like organically, because I'm telling you, it's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be, you know, down to earthness, humbleness is a quality that I'm genuinely proud of. I, yeah. I, I, every day I walk into a school, shout out to Golden Gate High School <laughs> and I say, good morning. I say good morning to anyone I pass my way. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. 
<laughs> and yeah. sometimes, you know, you just kids look at you like, <laughs> I'm like, it's kindness. It's just genuine yeah. kindness. And I, and I, I just try and be a light wherever I go. <laughs> how do you how do your students feel about you singing and you know in front of ten thousand people and then coming back to class like what what's their reaction to that? Well, you know the funny thing is I'm really super conscious about how much I tell them okay. because when they're in my classroom, it is really about them and it's really about their learning and their growing. Um, um, but every now and then, you know, when I go away, they're like. You're not gonna be here, and, and and I'm so protective. When I say I am like Mama Bear to my kids, and my nickname is Jay Mama because I'm so like, okay, make sure your lights and everything, make sure you turn your lights on because my classroom is like a home. Because one thing that I create is is a home environment because I figure where do kids feel the best at? They feel the best at home. At home, so, yeah classroom is like a home and that is where I get them to be comfortable and believe in themselves and all that mm -hmm. you know down you know feel at home so when I go away to do these shows when I come back it's just like I got to get them back into the routine but m most of my students most of my students follow me on Instagram and I'm always like are you how do you know that you know um they're proud they're proud, but I really do make it about them when yes. I'm there. I do. It's about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As you should. As you should. Yeah. I just wanted to know how they felt about it. You know, because like, if, yeah. They will never tell me. They should they, be proud. They won't tell me. They like, they, I have some students that like, like I had one student today who was the only student in class because the other kids were doing this big uh, biology EOC and I don't think he had to take it for some reason. And he was like, oh, I know. I'm really proud to have you as my teacher, miss. I I'm really, and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an honor. I guess the best feeling for me with my students is I, it's love and discipline. There are times where I have to, mm -mm, yeah. come on. Yeah. But then there are times where I'm just, I pour my heart out to lift them up, to help them believe and to see the growth, to see the growth, to see, to see a kid that was like down here, feel up here now. For me, that's why I wake up 4.30 every morning, Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's what time I wake though. up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not, it's not easy. Oh, every time, every day, I'm pretty sure. But no, this it, is somebody's kids. These are somebody's babies. And sometimes, sometimes I might be the only smile these kids get a day. Like, you don't know. Everybody has a story. Yeah. And everybody has gone through something. There, are, There is no cookie cutter, picket fence kid in my classroom. Let me tell you something. These kids have endured life already and they're only 16 and 17 yeah. and so i just try to make i just try and make them feel at home i try to make sure they feel seen and that they know that they feel special you yeah. know and they and they and they and they try for me they really work they really it's tough it was it was a, it was 180 days of come on 
Yeah, yeah, you know, it's bad habits or whatever whatever issues they're dealing with that didn't happen overnight, so it's not gonna be corrected overnight. So yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work with them. But well, I told them I'm I'm following this special group of kids. I'll be at the same school next year in okay. a different used in a different capacity. I've had two years back to back of my own classroom and because of everything going on in my career, I kinda can't do my own classroom, but I'm still gonna be active in the school, kind of like a daily, daily teacher, I'm doing the whole bunch of everything. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. speaking of stories, let's let's take it back a little bit. Let's rewind. Let's mm. let's learn about Janice. Who's Janice Robinson? Like, where did it all start? How did you get into the group? The song come about? Like, let, let's take it back. Tell us. Well, the story. Oh, let's take it back to when I was five years old when I started singing. Let's go. <laughs> Take it. We need to I know who you in are. Church. I sang in church at five. And the moment I heard this, sang. Oh, you were sang, addicted. Baby. Sang, baby. You were the addicted. Moment heard, the moment I heard this, and the moment I saw the joy that I brought to people when I sang, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was only five. I was like, wow. this is kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, I sing, they shout, they clap. And yeah. I was five. I said, so I just started singing and singing. And it was the night I was supposed to be baptized. I was like, daddy, I'm in a, a gong show. I was like 12 years old. And I was like, daddy, I got to go dance at the gong show. He said, tonight you getting baptized. I said, no, 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 daddy. I have to, I'm, I've entered a gong show contest at the girls club. And he was like, well, you getting baptized tonight. So there I was, okay, we had to do the baptism. And then we were rushing from the church and I got, I came busting through the doors and I was the last performer and I got on stage and I was dancing, dancing to shake your groove ring. <laughs> <laughs> and I won first prize. Oh, wow. Bust through the I door last minute and took it I off. won a million pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So everything, you know, and then I went to the iconic high school, uh, Lean On Me, Joe Clark was my principal. Mm, and, okay. And, yeah, Joe Clark was wow. my principal. That's a well, I, right my there. First high school, well, I got kicked out my first high school because I was mischievous, but we won't, that what was- What were you out there doing, Janice? Listen, I was being <laughs> extra. I really, I was, I was, I was just, I was being rebellious. Know. Yeah. I was being rebellious. I was I was a rebel. <laughs> so my dad called up Joe Clark and he says, We're gonna use the church's address and we I need you to help me get my daughter straight. She just she just being mischievous. And so there I was. I walked into Eastside High and there Joe Clark was with his bullhorn. It was like, Miss Robinson, Miss <laughs> Robinson, you're going to walk to the right of the hallway when you walk in here. I mean, it was like Dang. Joe Clark, yes, Morgan Freeman from Lean On Me. Yeah, that's crazy. So I immediately, like my, I just shrunk. I was like, Ugh. but there, in that high school, my my music teacher, Miss Quince, I never sang, I never sang in front of nobody. And one day, Miss Quince asked me to come up to the piano. And she asked me to start singing. And I was like, no, 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 no. I only sing in church. Like, no, 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 no. And when she heard my voice, she went, you've been sitting in this choir 
all these time. And then my senior year, she gave me this huge trophy, the Vocal Music Award. Now I wasn't one of the girls that every, I didn't sing in front of people. I only sang yeah. in church. I only sang to give God the glory. And that was the moment where I, I sang in, you know, for graduation and stuff. And that's when I realized this is, you know, but I wanted to do theater. I was an actress. I was studying to be an actress first. Okay. Like I love acting. Like I love like, you know, Angela Bassett acting. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my singing kind of over just, it just took off. And How did your dad feel about you singing outside of the church? Mm. <laughs> take a minute to testify <laughs> no um my dad was supportive and okay. he was and he always he always had a scripture for me he always had a word on top of a word on top of a word and i think i was super conscious when i got in the music industry that i could not bring any shame to my name or to my father's name. It's like, that was just like, and let me tell you something, when you're a woman in the music industry, woo, it yep. can get you, woo. Yeah. But um, <laughs> fortunately, um, I had uh, my god brother, Greg McPherson. He was the musical director for New Kids on the Block. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was doing a summer play musical Godspell in Pennsylvania. I spent my summers doing musical theater and I got hurt. So I had to come home. And that summer he was on tour with New Kids on the Block. And so he invited me with my little busted knee. Come, come on. And that's where I met the New Kids on the Block and Maurice Starr. And next thing you know, Maurice Starr is like, yeah, you, you need to be in the, this group I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I got the next Elvis. Cause he was forever like new, new addition. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be one of the, the, one of the black girls behind my new young Elvis. That was his, yeah. Rick Weston, Lady Soul. <laughs> and then I went on tour with, with them, uh, new kids on my first stadium tour. So it just, oh, wow. the doors continued to open for me. And I always say that the blessings in favor, but that's, that's where it all started. I went to, um, after Eastside high, I went to Delphi and where I was studying theater. And then I went on tour right from school. I went on tour with the new kids on the block, a stadium tour, and I haven't stopped since. Wow. Yeah. So when did, when did living joy come about? Oh my God. After I did new kids on the block, then I was the replacement singer for snap. You know, I got the power and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. The now the people that the, when you saw snap on tour, right? The big world tour they did after the success of the power. That was me. They saw, I didn't sing any of the snap records, but oh. I toured with turbo and the dancers, Leon and Dion. I did soul train where I had to kind of lip sync the originals voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't look that up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I toured with, I toured with them and then I was sitting in the kitchen with my dad and I was like, daddy, I, I, I can't go back and do the snap thing anymore. It's just not, I want to do my own record. It wasn't fulfilling. Mm -mm. And so I kind of like, we were now supposed to go on tour with 
MC Hammer and we were supposed to do his European leg tour and we were about to play Wembley Arena, Wembley Stadium. And I just, I walked away. Yeah. Wow. I, I walked away. It wasn't a, it wasn't a healthy situation being on tour. I spent okay. a year touring the world. It, was, it just wasn't the healthy. Not, not everybody handles success well. Um, some, some people just don't handle it well. There's a lot to handle. There's a lot to learn how to manage, to learn how to talk to people, to learn yeah. how to, to, to navigate the people that are working for you and with you. There's a lot right. of, there's a, some people just are not ready and don't have the skill set to, to, to be, uh, in charge to manage people, period. They just manage can't manage people. people. Under, manage un, people. under, under pressure is, is what is, is happening. They're under pressure yeah. and tired that as same hell. Thing, it's crazy. <laughs> so while I was touring, while I was touring with snap, I met a lot of people like in Greece and Italy, you know, I was 21 years old and I met everywhere I went, I met people right. and I ended up going back to Greece to visit right? for six weeks. I ended up living there for a year. Um, and then I went to Italy and I ended up staying there for four years. Oh, and wow. that is, and that is where the whole living joy, I was living in Italy. I was, I would say, I was in love and living in Italy and I was working. And then my boyfriend introduced me to uh, a DJ, Gianni Gianluca Venturi, Gian Gianluca Venturi. And they wanted, it was two DJs and two brothers that were producers and they wanted to make a record. Mm -hmm. And they had played me um, Robin S's Show Me Love. And they said, we want to make a record like it is. You know, it was the biggest success. Because I was living there. Okay. And um, and they asked me to write a song. I was like, okay, I'll I'll come back in a day or two. And I wrote Dreamer on a train with my roommate from college that came over to visit. Wow. And she said to me, Hey, wait, 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 we're on the train coming from Milan back to Mestre. And she said, Janice. You gotta write that song. And I said, Oh, oh right. Oh yeah. And I had my Sony Walkman. Remember Sony Walkman? Okay, mm -hmm. I'm showing you now. That's okay, kids. It was That's a Sony so Walkman. <laughs> they don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a Sony Walkman. It was a yellow Sony Walkman. I had that. And I had and I had, I had that one. Yes, I had the cassette. I put my headphones on and she says to me, What are you gonna write about? I said, I don't know. I'm right about love. And I was joking. And then she was like, love. And I'm like, yep, nope. Then I said, nope, I'm gonna write about life. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, no, I ain't gonna write about life. And she started laughing. Cause I was like, I don't wanna write about love, I wanna write life. And then all of a sudden I just stopped. And I just started writing love, life and laughter is all I believe. And then I said, my savior, because I always love to talk about being saved, yeah. you know, my savior is pure now. You know what I mean? Like there's some subliminal in all my records. I always put a shout out to, to, to God. I do it in the lyrics. I, I, I always have, because I, I am a product of, of two people who were believers and they prayed over me and my 
grandma prayed over me and I'm my life is a result of all the ancestors that prayed for me and sometimes I feel I feel so super blessed and like yo and then I learned how to pray over my children and it's just been passed down you know and so when people see me I'm like look this was this was this was God's plan way before I opened my mouth at five. He was like, I'm going to see to it that you have a light and your light is going to touch people and you're going to have a story that ignites people and inspires people. And, and every day that I get to share my story, I know that I have overcome the valley. Mm -hmm. I've stood on the mountains. I've been down in the valley. I've been lost in the darkness, <laughs> I found the yeah. light, and I don't look like what I've been through. And that's just the favor of God is always with me. Absolutely. And, and I can say it like just, that's God. <laughs> you know that black don't crack, girl. Oh, no. <laughs> but I definitely have to get my sleep so she don't puff. <laughs> We're going to get you some rest. We're going to get you up out of here. But hey, listen. So when you said that about Robin S, that's funny because when I first heard the song, I was like, is that? Cause that's that not, 90s bass it's line. The, it's in that vein. Yeah, it was in the vein. I was like, man. Yeah, but you were right on time with that. For me, she is the godmother of, of, of 90s proper mm -hmm. house. Her yeah. and she's my, she's my big sister. And I, I love her. I love her so much and Crystal Waters. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I am like the biggest Crystal Waters yes. fan. We, we did some shows together last year and I was just pinching myself. Cause I was like, yeah. I have a song that was big like their song. So if I know they're big, does that mean I'm big? Am I big? I like, you know, but, but I stay humble because I really love I really love living in both worlds. I love walking in the yeah. classrooms and I love walking on stage. Yeah. I just do. People look at me like, why, why are you here? I'm like, cause my life's got purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like, you're, 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 you're really on stage with everything you yeah, do. Yeah. The classroom is a stage. Classroom, it's a stage. It's the most important really, stage in the kid's absolutely, life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Classroom is the most important place. So I'm exactly where God wanted me to be. Yes. He wanted me to be in those kids' lives to show them the to, to, to show them how to create a path to their dreams. Yes. You first gotta have a dream. You gotta have some vision. Yep. You gotta have some, you know what I mean? You got perseverance, you gotta have some courage. You got to put yeah. on blinders, right? Because yes. yes. there's people out here that will talk you away from your dreams. Absolutely. There are people out here that will talk you out of your blessing. And that is what I try and make sure my students know the most is that you must have a vision for your life and you must shut out all the noise, mm -hmm. you know, and these, and these, these phones, they're wonderful technology, yeah. but they are overriding the, the message of life, the mm -hmm. life happening, the organic life and the organic yeah. feeling. Um, 
just this thinking, thinking, critical thinking, problem critical solving. Thinking. Just, just be just able to think on your own. All of it. Yes. It's, 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 dumbing, it. it's really having a profound effect on a new generation yeah. and it's, and their minds are overworked and their minds are exhausted because they're yes. constantly. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, look at me, talk to me, be in the moment with me. Listen to my words. I always tell my students, there's only five reasons why I'm here. To motivate you, to elevate you, to educate you, inspire, and love you. I say, I say it from day one, and I'm still saying, what are the five reasons why I'm here? And they're like, motivate, love you. Know, by the time they leave that classroom, they were like, Jay Mama came here to motivate us, to elevate us, to, to educate us, inspire and love us she didn't yeah. come here for nothing else i ain't come here for nothing else I let's didn't. jump to your video yes the Which original one? dreamer the original <laughs> we gotta go original first and then we got some other stuff in store for everybody okay you you, you set it up <laughs> set this up introduce oh. your song well this is a song i wrote a whole long time ago back <laughs> in 1993 November of 1993 came out in 94 and then 95. Who it is Dreamer when I was originally known as Living Joy, but I am Janice Robinson. Yes, this is Dreamer. Let's go. Yes. Wow. <laughs> all that hair <laughs> and all that foo foo. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That was definitely the essence of the 90s. That was straight. But 90s. you did it and wore it well. <laughs> yes. Yo, like the whole bed, like I, I, I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was doing. I, you know, you were dreaming. That's what you were I doing. You were living your dream. You know, I sat on a rock. I grew up on a dead end street in Garfield, New Jersey. You know, and I was raised in the church, and everything. Everything that I have somehow turned out to be is completely not like anything I saw as a kid. I saw church ladies. I saw my neighbors and I loved visiting the old people in my neighborhood. My parents used to say, you used to always go and check on the old people in the neighborhood. That's what they said I used to do. I used to just be going up because yeah, the old people always gave me candy. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I always loved being around the old people. And now that I'm in the season of the elderly, older, mature. Mature season, you know. Season, uh, grown woman. Wiser, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I find that I love being around young people because the wisdom that I have to pour into them because so much wisdom was poured into me Yep. So my dad used to say, um, if I can help somebody as I pass along life's way, then my living is not in vain. And I and I kind of adopted that saying to where now I say, well, if I can help somebody as I sing along life's way, then my singing will not be in vain. So I feel really blessed that I just get to keep still doing it, you know, yeah. and they watch me from heaven. And uh, I think anybody that's out there that has a has a vision for their life, 
you must have a vision. Like you got to see something. Yeah. And then you got to, and then, then you got to begin to see what God sees because God sees what he really, you know, he is the, he's the greatest architect. Mm -hmm. So I can't take, I can't take credit for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The, you know, I'm like, what? I'm doing an interview. Really? Somebody yeah. wants to talk to me. Okay. Kicking it. You kicking it with cool car. Kicking it with cool car. Having a great conversation. Yes. Yeah. Thank I you. I love it. I love it. What do you got coming up over the summer? You got shows? I know you got shows mapped out over the summer. Well, you know, it's so funny because I haven't announced my tour dates, but there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. I am in, I'm in Scotland next weekend. I come back home, finish my last day of school. Then I gotta go to Palm Springs, June 3rd. Then I come back home. Then I go to a private wedding. I'm singing at a beautiful wedding. David Morales' son, Brandon Morales. Gonna pop over and do that wedding June 16th. Then I come back home. See, see how it goes? Just come back home. Yeah. Then on June 22nd, I, I head over and I um, am, I'm in Ireland and in Scotland and England. And I'm, then I go on tour with the Ministry of Sound Orchestra, which is like a 50 piece orchestra. Oh, wow. I'm with them for the whole rest of June, June, July. And then I do another orchestra, June, tw July 29th. And then I do Royal Albert Hall, which was been postponed since 2020. I'm going to be at Royal Albert Hall in September. And then there's shows in August. And so, yeah, I got to do a, a tour announcement because I don't feel like I'm on tour. I just always feel like I got shows. Yeah. Um, but I'm also about to release a ballad. I'm featured on the OMG Collective, which is like my big brother. Um, I'm featured on his song called Just a Little Love. And it's a ballad and it features an orchestra and it's beautiful. And the video I shot last year in the gardens of Holland Park, in the Japanese gardens. And wow. I love always giving something different to my fans. I'm, I'm known for switching genres. Listen, I started in dance. Well, I started in gospel singing in the church. And then somehow I ended up with all these dance records. <laughs> And then I did a rock album for Warner Brothers and it ended up opening up for Tina Turner. What can I say? I'm musically, I'm musically bipolar and I'm unapologetic about it. Hey, I'm still, I still got a gospel beauty, record. Though. That's the beauty of it all. Yeah. yeah just, your music will I, forever live on because you, you can't, you're not in a box. Nope. I refuse to be in a box and you know, I love dance, but I love singing ballads. And this ballad has dance remixes. This is one thing I said, we gotta have dance remixes because you know I got dance fans. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out June 7th. And um, yeah, I'm just busy and I'm working on a documentary, really telling my story. I'm okay. nervous. I'm really nervous because people are going to see what really happened when the lights went out, when I, when I got off stage and my parents got sick and I was home taking care of my parents. And I gave, gave them a grandchild and so you became were... a single, you know, single mom raising my daughter by myself. And 
Then my dad got kidney failure and uh, he passed away two days after I gave birth to my second daughter. That, that was a moment when I was, I was seven months pregnant. And that's why I said those life moments when the pendulum swings down and mm -hmm. it goes, it's, it happens. And there's a lot of bittersweet moments in my life journey. You know, my dad, I was diagnosed with stage four bone cancer and I was about seven and a half months pregnant mm -hmm. and was dying while I was bringing life you know, birthing right. life. And then he, he passed away while I was in the hospital. I just gave birth on the 14th and my dad died on the 16th. Oh. And I would say he held on, he held on. And then, you know, he, he was just like, she's good. And I have the funniest child because, and every time it's her birthday, I know what's next. I know my, my dad is, my dad has been gone 14 years this August, it'll be 15 years. And, uh, I still see his smile and I still keep his legacy alive with how I live my life. That's how I keep my parents with me. Yeah. I embrace who they raised me to be. I can't, I can't hide it. I can't, I can't have a conversation with anybody and be anything else, but Reverend Dr. J.J. Robinson and Lori Robinson's baby daughter. <laughs> I right. can't people sit there and be like, Janice Robinson. I'm like, no, I'm Reverend Robinson's daughter, honey. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Uh, and it's I love humbling. it. And I love that I've kept their memory alive. You know, yeah. love never dies. It just I, I love. I love how you were able to keep it so grounded, you know? Like, yeah. So many people. Every time that. somebody call me Miss Robinson, they just calling my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so many people need that in their lives. I love it. I love it. And I was I was also gonna say this too. You know about not putting you in a box. I think that's God's way of being able to use you more too, touch more people, more demographics. Of people, you know, more demographics. So. So he put me in different genres. Then he put me in this classroom, and trust me, I did not want to be a teacher. That was not uh, my forte of talent. Right. My mother had said it was, it was, I hadn't been doing any shows. And my mom was like, well, Jan, you could always be a substitute teacher. You won't have to do no lesson plans. It's going <laughs> to be a sub. And so at the first time I walked into a classroom in 2012, I walked into a classroom. It was seventh graders in New Jersey. And I remember, I mind you, I've been just Janice Robinson, dreamer. I was touring the world and I walk in this classroom with these little kids and they little animals. <laughs> and I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and I'm like, okay, well, my name is Miss Robinson. How y'all doing? <laughs> and then this one kid tried to be sassy. I said, hold up. Wait a minute now. Let me tell you something. I did not just spend all my life traveling the world, end up in a classroom to be disrespected by some little kid. Now you just gonna have to get it together, young man. He was like, oh, you're talking to me like you're my mom. I said, boy, for the next 49 minutes, I am your mama. <laughs> and he, he was like, well, we gonna have to give you a nickname, miss. 
I said, well, what you want to call me, honey? Come on now, let's put it. And then he looked at my name tag and he saw my name was Janice. He said, we going to call you J Mama. <laughs> you're old kid. And the next day, the, ne the, the next few hours, every time I was in the hallway, the kids, the infectious were just screaming, J Mama, J Mama, J Mama. And that's how I got the nickname J Mama. Because I do act like their mother when they're in my classroom. Because respect is a must. Oh, for sure. Okay. First and foremost. Respect is a must. Because I teach them, I give them respect. So respect is expected back. back. And they when they don't, back. when they don't, oh, they get a they get a word, honey. Yeah, they gotta <laughs> give it right back. They do. You need to learn respect. They, they, they got, have they to learn right respect. Back. Because yeah, the world, how you present yourself to the world, you must present yourself to the world with love and kindness and, 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 and be open and, and have positive, a positive energy because what you put out is what you get back. Yep. So simple. I'm just saying, I so got simple. a word for you people out there. So simple, but people are missing that. People are well, missing, missing big notice? on that one. There's a lot of people talking. Like it's a very talkative world right now. Yeah, because of social media. Right. <laughs> and social, we're all yeah. and we're all hearing Lord. Noise. Like too much noise. Of, like it's like a lot of noise and it's it's interfering with the human soul. It's interfering with the human spirit. Mm -hmm. It's getting in the way. Of, of the soul and spiritual antenna inside people. Absolutely. Because we all have uh, an antenna, an enlightened antenna of, of goodness because we are all made in the likeness of, you know? Yeah, the frequencies you know? are messed up. The frequencies but are definitely messed the up. The frequency is a little off. Frequency is a lot off. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I choose my words wisely because I know it's off. I know that um, people do not process information, uh, you know, intellectually to understand what I'm saying mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of noise. And when you have a lot of noise, you can't get the clarity or you can't reach your highest maximum of intelligence. Everybody's and, talking and nobody's listening. That's the right. issue. Right. And, I, and I just, nobody's listening. And so there's no solutions. There's no, you cannot arrive to solutions without, yeah. you know, give and take and listening and processing. So what I try to be most what I try to do with my platform or with my time, I just try to be a light always, every day, because I've been through some heartbreaking things. I said, child, I said, I said, I know people that wouldn't last a day in some of my heartache. Child, let me tell you something. Man, listen, they're not built for it. No, listen. They're not built for it. When I stood on that X Factor stage in 2000. Yeah, talk about that. Yes, 2018. Talk about that. My daughter was recovering from brain surgery. That's what nobody knew. I was before, on May 24th, I had gotten a message from the, from like a, 
talent scout for the TV show. They had DM me on my Instagram and they had asked me that we're interested in telling your story. We'd love for you to be a part of X Factor. And I was like, what? Is this my joking? I was like, Simon Cowell, what? He's sending people to ask me. I was like, I'm 50 years old. This is crazy. Well, that was May 24th. On May 30th, my daughter, who was 15 at the time, got diagnosed with a brain tumor called pseudotumor cerebri, where the brain has like a, 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 um, a, like a tumor, like it's like, it thinks it has a tumor because it's all fluid. Okay. And I, we went to the hospital. We ended up living in the hospital two and a half months. And oh, wow. she, she had four eye surgeries and a brain surgery. And I had to be a super mom. And I lived with both my daughters. They were like, do you and your other daughter want to go to the Ronald McDonald house? I was like, nope, I'm going to be here. I said, ain't nobody putting a bedpan under my daughter. I'm going to put the bedpan under my daughter. I gave all the nurses a break. I was the nurse. I was the mother. I was like, I was, we was changing bedpads. And yeah, she's the bravest person I know. She's the most courageous person yeah. I know. Four eye surgeries and a brain surgery. And then That's 10 fun. days after her surgery, right? I flew to London. And so that smile you see on that audition was simply God's way of moving through me so I could have this moment, which ultimately has rebirthed my whole career at 50 years old. Now that's God. Look at God, man. Look at God. And my daughter, Healed. She's still legally blind, but she's not in darkness. Okay. And she's doing amazing. And my other daughter, what it taught my youngest daughter, my, my daughter, for me, it was a lesson for my nine-year-old at the time, how to care for someone who is going through a less fortunate time. Yeah. My nine-year-old learned how to lotion her sister's feet. Okay. Had to had to change her socks. She learned at nine ten to care, and then when her sister had to walk with the cane and stuff, she was right there. So the experience not only did it teach me how to be strong, it taught my daughters how to be strong. It taught my daughters how to have faith that we were going through a heartbreaking situation, but there was joy in the intensive care unit, in the pediatric intensive care. We were laughing in the hospital because it was so heartbreaking what we were going through that I think if any of us started to cry, we wouldn't stop. And so I always say, God takes us through these, we do this, them valleys, them valleys are real. Them valleys you know, are so, being, so real. Being told that my child was going blind I didn't ever get mad. I said, okay. I said, all right. Yeah. We're going to see about that. And so the joy when I told her I was going to be an X Factor, that's what I held on to. So I said, I got to go do this. I'm going to do this for my daughter. I'm going to do this for my daughter. And, and even now when I go and travel the world, I always bring back a snow globe and a magnet. If I showed you my refrigerator, you'd be like, oh my God, you've been everywhere. 
but the snow globes and I have magnets. So it's like Portugal, Paris, London, Spain, Italy. It just goes on and on. And I just, I think if there's anything people can learn from my story is that I never gave up because God never gave up on me. And that's absolutely, that's kind of how I do it. I'm still here. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. And amen to that. Amen to that. I'm glad that she recovered and you know she's doing well. Yeah. Oh man. That's 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 crazy. I know, I tell you, I have a heartbreaking story, but I have a very inspiring story because you have to go through things in life to really understand your divine purpose. And I always tell people, I said, you know, I I said my when I walked on that stage and I said, I'm 50, a little One Direction boy trying to give me a little, oh, oh. But I'm grateful because I get to share my story with my students. So yeah. those, you know, the 138 students that I teach, I can't, I, honestly, I'm looking forward to getting older because of all the, all the lives that I'm impacting now, you know, it's very cool. Shout out to my Golden Gate High School, my period one, my period two, my period four, my period five, hey, my period six, and my period seven. My period seven is like, they're literally like my all adopted kids. They, we're like a dysfunctional family. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, my day, <laughs> and my day, it's just, they're all their characters. They're just characters out of a movie. Every day I live a movie with my seventh period where it's just like, <laughs> what? And my fifth period, oh my God, that was the class that literally drove me crazy. But I am insanely proud of them and how they have grown and how amazing they have grown. I'm proud of all my students. I, I can't favor any of them, but they, I have just these great moments every day. Yeah. And the and the laughter, oh man. They all, have own, they, all have, they all have their own place. They all have like, their own place yeah, in my like your heart. Kids. You know, you they, love them all the same. Jay mama, Jay mama kids now. You'll know them teachers gonna get in. Who was your teacher last year? Jay Mama. <laughs> <laughs> so you better treat me right and you better care about me and you do right by me because, right. you know, I'm Jay Mama's kid. You set the precedence, kid. you know what I mean? Yeah, the bar is up here. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> you better care about them babies because they will tell you. <laughs> hey, I, I, um, I think I read or maybe you were talking about it somewhere where you said that on um, X Factor, they had no idea you had, you had written the song that you, were, that you were singing? No, the judges didn't know that I was this voice behind Dreamer. They didn't know. So Simon Cowell's reaction that you see was real. He was wow. like, <laughs> with his fan. <laughs> I know I saw that, just sitting there with a fan. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 sometimes it's strange for me to talk about like the successes I've had um, because I have such a rich, normal life, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times I don't tell people, like I don't 
I literally don't tell people. I just be like, oh, and then the, I casually, I'll casually mention it. You know, like I have some coworkers that kind of know, that don't know. Yeah. I don't care if they know because I still come here, park my car in the guest teacher spot, and I walk through. And yeah, but I there's a few ladies um, that I'm really enjoying building a friendship with. Um, shout out to Miss Farrar and Miss Cassidy. For that hey. love, for that love, <laughs> and to my principal. Joe Mikulski, listen, <laughs> I'm at this school because of this man. He was my daughter's principal at another high school. And when he texts me, I mean, when you get a, listen, when you get a text message from a principal, do you know how huge an honor that is? Like, I looked at my phone, I said, that's the principal of a high school. What do you want with? He was like, hey, I saw what you did out of the mockery. He said, can you come to Golden Gate and do that? And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'm supposed to be the happy substitute teacher that kids just kind of play music and be like, come on, kids, let me help you read. Let me help you learn. Come on, but we're going to have a vibe in the background. Right. That's what I do. I didn't know that I was that effective until I did my own classroom last year. And those kids scored so well and had so much growth that they put me in the number one teacher ranking spot. For the data that year i'm not wow. into all that yeah so i love to teach and i love to sing and i'm honestly i'm trying to figure out how to keep doing both gotta work it out for you and before we yeah. forget before we forget hold on before we forget, you got to shout out your, is it your, your grandson? Your my nephew. Ne oh yes. my God. Yeah. Froda. Froda. <laughs> let me tell you right now, I'm not going to forget. Listen, he's, he is the most talented. He's got a group called the High Class Hoodlums. You can find him at Praise Proda. Y'all go and follow him. He is like the, he is on the verge of a huge breakthrough. He raps. He sings, he produce, produces, he designs, he produces great duo group called Oshun. He produced another artist, I Am Behaves. I mean, he's just amazing. He's working on uh, a musical, his music that's, that's being um, prepared to be like a musical. He's just doing so much and I just have to. Proda, Khalil. Spell the, spell the name, spell the name for everybody. Praise Proda, P-R-O-D-A. Praise at Praise Proda. Yes. Oh. Yes. All right. Y'all check him out. Make sure you yes, check him out. Yes, y'all better let's, check him out. You got to get him on the show. Let's also shout out DC because he uh, introduced me. I've known DC since I was 15. Inner City Ensemble. Yeah, he's out. over here in the comments talking about it too. He's like, I've known him all my life. <laughs> well, I've known him since I was 15 years old, and we were both in Inner City Ensemble, and we, um, you know, we both came up and had dreams. He was, you know, he went on to direct videos and mm -hmm. movies. I went on to sing and travel the world. So it's really nice to have a friend that I have a genuine bond with. Shout out to DC. Do you before at all. That's the best. He did. At all, you know. He saw the whole evolution. He did, you know. I have a lot of friends that I'm still friends with from, my God, from my days at Adelphi 
to my days hanging out in the clubs, you know, mm -hmm. my big brother Des, you know, hired me to work at this club called Morrissey. And I mean, I, I sang with Junior, uh, Junior Vasquez, we would play my records and the DJs, David Morales, Hex Hector, you know, all those great, great memories. I'm grateful. Yeah. It's, speaking of David Morales, you said you have a song. We want to, we want to play that uh, video. You said it's kind of like a transition into what you're about to be doing. So well, we definitely well, gotta... it was a, it was a transition because I always wanted, I always like writing songs that have profound lyrics because okay. no matter where a person is in their life, my goal is that when they hear my song, it reaches in and it touches their heart no matter where they are it catches them off guard like oh what is that you know <laughs> and um there must be love is a song that is about all my heartbreaking like what i say is love greets us at our highest moments and love greets us at our lowest moments and it that's why peaks and valleys peaks and valleys and, and valleys. When, when i wrote this this lyric i was literally it was christmas eve and i was crying as i wrote it but it ended up italy turned it into the whole country's anthem like a whole soccer team it's their anthem the the soccer wow. players tattooed on their body there must be love and every saturday night since 2016 15 this song is played all around all around italy and it's there it's an anthem it's it's crazy so i'm very grateful to david morales for calling me and saying i got a track for you this is i want to hear your story your testimony because i want to hear your pain but it ended up bringing all these people joy. So I'm right. like, I boohooed when I wrote this song. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, you know, that the words came from my heart so deep. And to see it become a success still, it blows my mind. Well, let's play I'm, it. Let's yes. Give them a taste. Let's go. Yes. This yes. is There Must Be Love. Janice Robinson, y'all. Let's get it. Yeah, that's dope. I love it. There must be love. I love it. I always it. feel powerful. like dreamer. There must be love. You know, I'm always trying to give a message. Like I'm always I am my I am a preacher's daughter. I'm yes, honey. indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. I can't get away from my DNA. Like, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I'm now, always you trying you got... to give somebody a, a mighty word. <laughs> You say you got another song coming out June 7th, right? Just a little love that my big brother and dear friend, um, Desmond, Chris Fosh wrote. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Just a little love. It's the OMG. Um, it's the OMG collective and it's featuring me. I'm doing a featuring and okay. it's a ballad and it has an orchestra. I can't wait to show that other tender side of me, you know? Yeah. Like I like to sit at my piano and just play and sing and write what I feel, you know? Yeah. So that's what 
I'm looking forward to sharing with people that I'll still be walking in that classroom. <laughs> yes. Living the best of both worlds. Yeah, I do. I do. And you need it. You you yeah. really need it. You know, uh, being a celebrity or being having any type of notoriety, you cannot overindulge in the spotlight. Yeah. It's not healthy. Overindulging in social media is not healthy. So I must, I can only imagine <laughs> with, with the and all the people the and all the people that are getting this like false sense, false sense of importance because of social media, um, and 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 the attention drawn to them because yeah. of what they post. Or, but you know, it's 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 not it's not it's not healthy. You know what I love? I love walking my dog. Um, I love being kind to my neighbors. Uh, I love saying good morning to the students. There's a group of kids at um, Golden Gate High School and every morning I go in the cafeteria. It's the, the it's a special group of kids. They're in the, it's called the special unit. Let's just call them the special kids. Mm -hmm. um, it's an array of kids in the spectrum, you know? And I, some of the kids are even nonverbal. Like they don't even talk and I say good morning to them. And I love those kids so much. I give them high fives and, you know, and so they matter. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody needs to feel seen. Everybody, everybody should feel loved. Somebody always make somebody smile, say good morning. You know, I, I, for somebody who's always smiling and, and, and uh, always trying to have a positive light, I receive a lot of hate. <laughs> oh you my God. You know when you're God. doing something great, that hate is going to be right there. Right it's there always, in the front row. And my mother always told me, my mother, oh, before, before Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. My mother always said, honey, baby, just lead with love. Yeah. No matter how she said, kill him with kindness, baby. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Self-analysis. What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing better, more of, to get you to where you are going, wherever that may be for you? I feel like because I have all these goals. Like I have a book, documentary, and I wanna go back to school, get some more, get some more stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, sure. Put some more tools I'm, in the tool belt. I'm feeling a master's, I'm feeling a PhD, I'm feeling going bad, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I know God knows. <laughs> Pray on it. But yeah, you know, I love, I love performing, but I also love being in the classroom. And I love that that is my life now. Yeah. I really love that um, I'm, I'm making a difference in these young people's lives. And they, when I'm very old, they will be adults. And at least I know I gave all I had to give yeah. to help and become the best version of themselves as they're on their way. Like they're still young, but I'm glad I poured into them 
because um, I think that they're gonna have the best memories and the best stories that will, you know, make me laugh. You know, when all this is gone, yeah, I'm no longer here. What I gave them will continue to live. Absolutely, so. and that's what it's about. Yes, that's what it's about. Living, living a life of a legacy. You know, yeah. I, 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 your life should be a reflection of all that you've given to others. I'm a huge Oprah Winfrey. Like I would say, Oprah Winfrey's like I'm an Oprah Winfrey daughter. You know what I mean? Like her, the tutelage that Oprah provided through her talk show and through her mm -hmm. book club, through it provided so much for me. And when I I met her, she was like, "Oh, I know who you are." And I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Oprah Winfrey knows who I am. I'm done. Kill me now. I can do, I can go on to heaven now with a smile. On <laughs> but um, I love how she was just like, I can't wait to see what you do. And when I think about what she said to me, it's the serving in the classroom. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I can't wait to run into her and go, you know what? I'm teaching. <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching. I'm like, it even sounds funny coming out my mouth. I'm, and I really enjoy making a difference in yeah. these kids' lives. They don't know it yet. They don't know it now. They'll see. Mm. They'll see. Yes, honey. They so if anybody see. wants to connect with Janice, tell them where they can find you, the new music, all that. Okay. On Instagram, Janice loves music. Now, you know I was old school when I signed up for all this social media because I don't I matter, just, you're there. It's all Janice good. loves music. And on Twitter is Sing Song Mama because I'm a singing songwriter and I'm a mama. So that's how that came up. Um, yeah. And Facebook, Janice Robinson. Uh, and thank you for watching. Anybody who watches this video, always remember love, life, and laughter. Yes. That's what I believe. And I hope you can believe it too. And yep. you could be a dreamer. Yes. Absolutely. And there must be love. <laughs> Always. 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 All of her links are down below in the description as well as her website. So you can check her out on her website as well. Uh, Janice, mm -hmm. it's been a beauty. Thank you so much for the love, light, and the laughter. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank, thank you for having me. Oh, and man. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you having me thank my pleasure me it's been great ramble on <laughs> love the energy everything so thank you for making yourself available and just coming on yes. the platform and be able to speak so candidly and being transparent about your journey and just allow me to celebrate you on my thank platform you. and you know i hope that you are a light for others hope that they watch thank this and they can take something away never from give up yo better. never give up absolutely never give up. Absolutely. just never give up if you want to do something first of all you got to envision you got to have a vision you just you have to see it like i saw it yeah. i saw it clear as day at five years old i like the sound of this and you're living it, it yeah and you're living you it. Know? It's yeah. an awesome sound, you know, and I and I and I think that we all have something to offer someone else. Because when you're given a gift, the gift is supposed to be given. 
right? So if your gift is love, then give love. If your gift is um, painting, then paint. If your gift is driving Uber and making people smile every time they get in your car, then go drive Uber. If your gift is um, standing in a restaurant and smiling while you're serving people and making eye contact, then go serve. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there is honor in work. There Absolutely. is honor. Say that again. There, Say it again. There, there is honor in work. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, and you can make so, if hold a sign and help people cross the street, collect the money for people to get on the bus and say good morning to that person. There's it's, not yeah. enough kindness. Yeah. You can be kind. It's you not enough just, promotion of working. Right. And working. Not, yeah, like, like social media and all this craziness going on. Everybody like wants to feel, floss. Flossing is not insecure about working a nine to five, working a regular job. Like you said, there's honor in that. There is honor. Some people aren't made to do, some people just don't have it in themselves to do anything other than that. If you're going to do that, be good at that and don't feel any type of way about it. There's honor in that. Be proud. Be proud if you wake up. Listen, if you wake up to make the donuts, I walk in and I get my (laughs) tea. I say good morning to my dog, the dog, make time to make the donuts, you know, whatever it is, it is whatever you choose to do with your life. It is the people that you come in contact with, that you share space for a millisecond, for a millisecond that can warm their heart. The way you look Mm -hmm. at people, the way you smile at people, the way you wave at people, the kindness, it's infectious and it creates a, a vibration of togetherness. These phones have connected us, but it's also isolated us yep. from human contact. So yep. many people are afraid. They go in spaces and they don't want to talk because they're losing their communicative skills. Yeah. Because so they many people listen, there was a study. There's so many people speaking out right now about the heightened, the heightenedness of loneliness in the world. There's so many people right. that feel so alone. They're connected here, but they feel so alone more right. than ever. This is this is not intimacy. This is not intimacy. Intimacy right. is looking at someone and talking to someone and seeing the light in their eyes and yes. seeing the way they're smile goes and feeling good and giving out good vibes good vibes you know people say you look nice every day i said well you look good i said look good feel good put out good vibes so put yourself together and go out and put out some good vibes watch what it does for people i'm just saying absolutely little bird told me that and that (laughs) and on that note we're going out to some good vibes we're going to go out to a live performance of you performing dreamer so y'all stick around Y'all keep dreaming. Me and Janice, we about to be out of here. But take this with you, all right? Take this with you. And I thank you guys for tuning in. You know where I'm at every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here kicking it with someone like Janice. All right? Until next time, y'all, peace and love. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you, Janice, for just being here. Just being here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I loved it. I loved it. And I'm going to have to have you back on, too. We're going to come back for a Yeah, for sure.
after you exactly. take a couple more trips around the world do some more <laughs> do some more songs and Maybe videos catch me when i'm in when i'm in europe or something we're gonna reconnect we'll go live. yeah that see. would be dope that would be dope yeah. yes that'd be dope and let's do it outside how about that you do it oh that'd be beautiful do it oh my outside. god i'm trying to think where i'm gonna be maybe we should do maybe we should do an exclusive when i do royal albert hall hit me you know how to find me let me know i think I i'm gonna you. save that i think i think i'm gonna um save that interview for you because it's gonna be a big moment for me because i've i've sung i've sung in stadiums i've sung in arenas I've sung in theaters and to play a prestigious venue like Royal Albert Hall is a very um, pinch me like moment. And I just, yeah. you know. I would love to be a part of it. Thank you. Let me know. I'm, I'm I would. We're going to get I it. We're going to get it. Even if it has to be pre recorded, we're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for, I love your show. And I'm going to continue to watch and I'm going to continue to support. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, you got a fan for life. And I'm going to jump in the comments. Hey! <laughs> yep. Do that. I appreciate it. Hey, y'all, okay. we are out of here. Stick around. Got a performance of Janice Robinson performing Dreamer with an orchestra. Check it out, y'all. Let's go. Good night. Good night. Peace. We are out. <laughs>